will wear the victor's crown. Amen. Why? Praise God. We are following after in the footsteps of the great conqueror, Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. Yes, every stronghold shall be broken. Praise the Lord. It will be shattered by the power of God. The Bible says the anointing breaks the yoke. Hallelujah. Amen. Shall we look to God's word this morning? Thank you, Jesus. John chapter 1, verse 42. John 1, 42. Amen. Father, Lord, we thank you for your word. We pray that you will speak life into each and every one of us, Father. What the Lord has in store for us, we pray that you will deposit it into our spirit, Lord. May your word come with all of its glory and power. Release your anointing in this place that the declaration of God's word will be fruitful and productive. Every resistance to the preaching of God's word, we bind it, we take victory in the house. In Jesus' name, amen. Please be seated. Praise the Lord. God is good. Amen. We thank the Lord for all of you who are here. Some of you are come here for the first time. We greet all of you in Jesus' name. Some of you are visiting again. We thank you for that as well. Sister Susan and Joel are here from Austin. If you're here, can you just wave your hands? Thank you. God bless you as well. Praise the Lord. Amen. Shall we look to the Word of God? Today's message is titled, What Do You See? What do you see? Turn to your neighbor and tell your neighbor, Neighbor, what do you see? Tell your neighbor your face. What else? Amen. What do we see when we look at people? When we see things, what do we see? As human beings, we are gifted with the gift of sight. We are blessed to have the gift of sight. When you start losing your sight, that's when you realize how important sight is. As you get older, you have to rely on things like this. I remember when my dad used to tell me that he cannot read without the glasses, and I had no clue what is he talking about. Now, unless I wear glasses, it's hard for me to read the fine print. If that's the case, that's when we tend to learn to appreciate what? The gift of sight. But there are things that we cannot see, but it's still a reality. Praise the Lord. There is the visible and there is the invisible. The Bible says everything, the visible and the invisible, are made by Jesus. He's the creator. That's what Paul, writing to the Colossians, says, that Christ is the creator. All things were made by him. For him, 
things in the visible and things in the invisible. As much as the visible is a reality, the invisible also is a reality. There is a physical world and there is a spiritual world. But coming to the text here, we see that Andrew, Andrew brings Simon Peter before Jesus. And Jesus takes one look at him and he is saying the words that is mentioned here. And based on that, we have, we have coined the title, What Do You See? In other words, there is more to than what we see in the physical realm. There is more to than what we see in the visible physical realm. That's a reality. Andrew, as the brother of Simon, brings him to Jesus. He brings Simon to the right place, to the right person. Praise God. And when we understand the scripture, we realize that more than Andrew, it's written about Simon Peter. Simon Peter became more prominent among the disciples. Simon Peter became more popular than, the, than his brother Andrew. But one thing is sure, when Andrew stands before the Lord, the reward that he's going to get is not only for what he has done, he will have a share in what Peter has accomplished in his lifetime. You and I might not be able to accomplish like everyone else in this world. But let me tell you, God has set this reward system in such a way that you and I can invest into people. Praise God. And you and I can glean from their labor of love into the kingdom of God. Jesus takes one look at Simon and tells him, you are Simon. Thou art Simon. Thou shall be called Cephas or thou shall be called Peter. The question this morning is, Andrew brings Simon to Jesus. Who do we bring people to? People bring people, take them to clubs. They take them to their own cliques. They take them to, to church. They take them to the clergy. People take people all the time to places of interest or places of prominence which is in their life. But let me tell you, unless and until we bring people to Jesus, lives cannot be changed. Lives cannot be transformed. Destinies cannot be made or impacted. Praise God. So in our quest of caring, taking people and connecting them with people and with resources around us, shall we give importance to connect people to Jesus? Praise the Lord. If you're bringing someone to the church, the central thought should be, I want to connect them to 
Jesus, praise the Lord. If you're bringing someone to your home, your theme should be, I want to connect them to Jesus. Praise God. No matter where you take your friends to, always make sure that their life can be impacted to such a degree and to such an extent that their destiny can be rewritten. And that's only possible when you bring the person, your friends, your co-workers, your buddies, anyone to Jesus. He can make a difference in your life. Jesus looks at Simon and tells him, Thou art Simon, but thou shalt be Cephas, thou shalt be Peter. Interesting, right? Jesus looks at him and he can look through. Praise the Lord. Amen. He can look through. Without asking his name, without being introduced, Jesus already knew Simon's name and Jesus knew his potentials and his problems. He knew his weakness and his victories. He knew the struggles that he has in life and the strength in life. How good to bring a person to Jesus who understands us very well. One who knows us by our name. One who knows us by our nickname. One who can tell what our father's name is. In other words, he knows your first name. He knows your middle name. He knows your last name. He knows your strength. He knows your weakness. He knows your struggle. He knows your occupation. He knows what you're going through right now as you're hearing God's word. Praise God. An encounter with Jesus, an encounter with Jesus in our life can rewrite the story of our life. Praise the Lord. Amen. Jesus can see beyond what you can and I can see. There is limitations to what we see. We see only the surface. Jesus can see into our hearts. Amen. Not only that, Jesus knows beyond, much more beyond what you and I know. We can only know based on what we see, based on what we have heard, based on what we read. But Jesus can look into each and every one of our lives and know everything about us, the past, the present, and the future. Amen. Jesus can go beyond your prediction and my prediction about our lives. People can predict about us. When you go to get an insurance, the insurance agent, based on the data that he has collected, can predict. But let me tell you, Christ can predict on the knot, on the dot. And his predictions about us is always true because he's the embodiment of truth and he speaks nothing but the truth. Jesus can not only know things about us, praise God, he knows everything about us. Have you ever looked at someone 
and this thought passed through your mind that, you know what, you don't see much potential in this person. You know, don't see much prospects in this person. Don't see much future in this person. Have you ever thought about it? Praise, has it ever gone through your mind? Let me tell you, if there, what God can do in us and through us is mind-boggling. People who have written people off in the past, time and God's work in them has revealed that God can throw surprises at us to such a degree that it will startle us, it will knock us out of our sense when he reveals what God can do in and through us. As you are seated here in the house of God, you don't know the person that you're sitting next to, the greatness that is in them that is waiting to be revealed. As you look at our young people, as you look at our children, as we look at our infant, we don't know the promises that God has for them. You don't know the deposits that God has made in, within them. You don't know what is going to come out of them. You don't know as they bloom and blossom the potentials that are going to come through them. Praise God. They are books that are waiting to be written. They are promises that are waiting to be unveiled. They are potential waiting to be opened so that Christ's name can be glorified. Praise God. We cannot judge a book by its name. Praise God. Jesus knows things about us. He knows us by our name. Not only that, Jesus can change your name and my name. Praise God. He can change our name. He looks at Simon and tells him, Simon, you are going to be Cephas. In other words, you are unstable like water. You are unstable like the shifting sand. But I am going to make you like a piece of rock like a piece of stone, the instability in you by my working in you is going to, you are going to be stabilized. God can do great things in you and me. He took Abram, which means high father, and made him Abraham, the father of multitudes. He took Sarai and made her into Sarah. Praise God. From contentious to the princess. Amen. He took a Jacob, which means conniving or conniver or a trickster, and he made him into Israel, prince of God, governed by God, Israel. He can change your name and my name. Praise God. He calls you and me beloved. Praise God. He calls you and me by our name, and he can change our name and he can change our form praise god when you look at the bible he took the peter who was a coward and made him into a courageous person he took he took jacob who god called him as a worm and turned him into a bulldozer god can change your form amen no matter what it is that you look at yourself this morning as you stood, as you stood 
before the mirror, the mirror of God's word. And you see your form as this mirror reflected you to yourself. Let me tell you, whatever you see, God has a potential to change your form. And he can change your character. He turned the cheat that was Zacchaeus and he made him to be a honest man. God can change a person's character. The Bible says, if any man is in Christ, he's a new creation. All things have passed away. Behold, all things have become new. God can bring newness, freshness into each and every one of our lives. God can change your destiny. Praise God. From the prisoner to the prime minister, Joseph. From the orphan to the queen, the Esther. From the servant girl at Naaman's home to a great herald. Praise God. From Mark the failure to Mark the success. From Onesimus the useless one to Onesimus the useful one. God can change your destiny. He can change your report. God can change your testimony. God can rewrite your story. Jesus can do that for each and every one of us. Praise God. Can you believe that God can change your life totally around in such a way that it will, it will baffle the people around you. Jesus told Simon, Simon, you are like a shifting sand, but I'm going to make you stable, and I'm going to make you rock. You are fickle today. You are feeble today, but I'm going to make you healthy and strong. All you need to do is stick with me, Peter, and you will see incredible changes that takes place in your life. We need to understand from the scripture that God or Jesus is not only the great emancipator, he's also the great enabler. Praise God. He's the great enabler. See, we and in ourselves, we have our own limitations. We have our own weaknesses. Some of us have the weaknesses that we are born with. Some of us have traits that we are struggling with. Some of us have struggles in our life that it is hard for us to overcome. But let me tell you that Jesus, the one that we serve, he's not only the great emancipator, he is also the great enabler. Meaning what? He is able to help you, to aid you, enable you to become what you naturally by yourself cannot become. How is it possible? It is possible by the power of God working in and through me. Praise the Lord. In life, some walk. In life, some may run. In life, some limp. In life, some zoom. In life, some soar. But let me tell you, when God is with us and his purpose for our lives is aligned with the goals of our lives, praise God. God will make sure not only the snail and the turtle, 
the horse and the eagle, they all, regardless of their pace of accomplishment in life, is able to reach the ark on time. Praise God. So don't you look at yourself and say that you have not amounted to anything in life. Allow God to work in you, through you, so that you are able to reach the destiny that God has marked out for you and for me. Our journey might be rough and tough. Our journey might be high and over the wall. But regardless of what, if God is with you, you will reach the destiny that God has marked out for each and every one of our lives. See, there is difference in perspective. We need to arm ourselves with a godly perspective. We need to see ourselves as God would see. And if we cannot see ourselves as God sees us, we will miss and lose out on what God can do in and through our lives. Jacob looked at Joseph and saw a good son. Joseph's brother looked at Joseph and realized and they thought he was a useless dreamer. The merchants looked at Joseph and they thought that he's a good piece of specimen for a slave. Potiphar looked at Joseph and he said he can make a fine servant. Potiphar's wife looked at Joseph and she said he's a good potential boyfriend for me. The warden of the prison looked at Joseph and he said he is a prisoner. But let me tell you, God looked at from heaven at Joseph and he saw in Joseph a prime minister in waiting for Egypt. Let me ask you, don't just write people off. Don't write yourself off. Praise God. Look at yourself as God would look at yourself. As God would look at you. And you base the value of your life based on what God says about you. Amen. Praise God. Don't be discouraged with what people see in you. But be encouraged by what God sees in you. Praise God. Amen. You know how often we underestimate ourselves. We underestimate ourselves based on our surrounding, based on our environment, based on our experience. Praise God. We underestimate ourselves. One. Number two, we underrate others around us based on what we see. But don't you underestimate yourself or underrate anyone else, but have the sight to know and to see what God sees in you and in me. Praise God. To know what God sees is very important. We need to know that God has deposited his goodness into each and every one of us. Like Naomi, how often we underestimate ourselves. Naomi said, I went out of Bethlehem as full, but I have come out of Moab as empty. She said that, don't call me Naomi, call me 
tomorrow. I went out full, but now I have come home empty. In Naomi's sight, in her prediction, in her forecast about herself, it is over. But let me tell you, God was not finished with her. Praise God. Even when it seems that things are hopeless, God can do something for you. He can turn your sobs into songs. God can turn your mourning into dancing. Praise God. He is a great emancipator and an enabler who is able to work in you, for you, and through you beyond your dreams and beyond your aspiration. Praise God. You ask Zachariah and Elizabeth. They were old and they were barren. They had prayed for a long time. They had kept themselves pure and holy and blameless. Praise God. But the clock was ticking. Praise God. As far as they were concerned, from the human perspective, it was evening time. That The clock was ticking and it seemed that there was no hope. But God can rewrite. Praise God. Give you a jump start in life. Don't you write yourself off. Don't you write your children off. Don't you write your neighbors off. Don't you write anyone off. God is yet to reveal what he can do through you and through me. Amen. Praise God. You know the Bible says he does not snuff out a smoldering wick. Praise God. Praise God. Hallelujah. Praise God. I hope that I said it right. Amen. A, a, a Bruce Reed, he will not break. Hallelujah. You know, the human tendency is a smoldering wick. There is nothing more to it. It's just gone out. It's fizzling out. But God can pour in oil in there. God can pour in life in there. God can pour in hope in there. He can take a bruised reed, a reed that cannot stand straight by itself. And God can fix our life. God can straighten our life. He can take the broken pieces of our life and put it all together. He can take the shattered dreams that you have, the one that is not going to stick together. Praise God. God can put it all back together because he's the great enabler. Amen. Praise God. It doesn't matter what people see in you. It doesn't matter how people see you. It only matters how God sees you and me. Praise God. Hallelujah. Yes, how often we write ourselves out, doesn't it? Praise God. We look at our age and we say to ourselves, it's done. But let me tell you, age can't stop God. Look at the wonder that God did for Abraham. Lack of experience doesn't stop God. Look what God did for David. Though being gender, difference in gender is not going to stop God. Look what God did for Ruth. Look for what God did for Rahab. Look what God did for Esther. Your trade and vocation cannot stop God. Look what God did for the fishermen, Peter and the farmer around. Your past cannot stop him. Look what God did for Paul. 
Praise God. It doesn't, your physical appearance cannot stop God. Look what God did for Zacchaeus. Amen. Yes, God, you cannot stop God because you don't have an oratory skill. Look what God did for Moses. Praise God. It doesn't matter what your career was in the past. Look what God did for Mary Magdalene. When people write you off, don't you believe it? Because my God is a great God who is able, who is an enabler. Amen. Praise God. Simon's encounter with Jesus changed his life. It gave him a new name, a new, praise God, character. But don't get it wrong. It was not spontaneous. It was not overnight. Jesus had to do a great deal of work in Simon Peter. Praise God. Three and a half years of relentless pouring into Simon transformed his life totally. What does that mean? Well, today you have the Holy Spirit in you and me. The indwelling of the Holy Spirit. When we yield ourselves to the indwelling of the Holy Spirit, when we yield ourselves to the written word of God, God can transform our life totally and completely that the past will not be able to match with the future. It will look as if it's two different person because that's the kind of work that God can do in you and in me. Jesus looks at Simon and says, Thou art Simon, but thou shalt be Peter. Praise God. It is, isn't it encouraging to know that between the thou art and the thou shall, if Jesus can speak a word in, praise God, if the plan of God is unleashed, if the purpose of God is unveiled, if the promises of God is received by faith, between that thou art, that thou shall, there will be such a dramatic transformation it will look as if you are a totally different person amen how is it possible it starts it initiates with john 1 12 john 1 12 says all those who received him and believed in his name he gave them the power to become the power to become what you are not the power to become what you are not. The power to become what you cannot by yourself is done when Christ makes his grand entry into your life. The power to become what you are not yesterday is simply based on the fact that Christ has come into your life. He has rewritten, praise God, the trajectory of your life. He has rewritten your destiny. Your story is now linked with the story of Jesus. Praise God when my story is linked with the storyline of Jesus. There is nothing but victory in store for me. Praise God. Jesus worked on Peter. What does that mean? Jesus encouraged Peter. Amen. Hallelujah. Jesus spoke into Peter. Praise God. Words of affirmation. 
praise God. Simon, you are Simon, but you will be Peter. Words of affirmation. He looked at Peter and said, flesh and blood has not revealed it, but my heavenly father has revealed it. Words of appreciation. Praise God. Hallelujah. He looked at Peter and he told Peter, Satan, get behind me. He rebuked Peter. Praise God. What does it mean that Jesus is working in me? Praise God. What does it mean that I have given access for Jesus to work in me so that he can bring out of me the greatness that he has instilled and deposited within me? It means, one, I have to stick around Jesus. Number two, I have to yield to the Holy Spirit. Number three, I have to yield to the Word of God. Yielding to the Word of God means I live my life. I dictate my life. I condition my life. I govern my life. I conduct my business within the framework of the revealed Word of God. And I tell you what God has deposited in you. He's going to bring it out. Praise God. Hallelujah. Words of affirmation. Don't let people talk down about you. When even when the whole world is talking down about you, you look up to him and say, I believe what you say about me. Praise God. Hallelujah. The prophet Isaiah puts it like this. Whose report shall we believe? We shall believe the report of the Lord. Don't you believe what everybody is telling about you? Today they might say something good about you. Tomorrow they might say something bad about you. But let me tell you, you look to Jesus. Everything that he says about you. Everything that he pronounces about you. Everything that he proclaims about you is nothing but the truth. Therefore, you believe what he says. You tell him, Father, I believe what you say about me. Words of affirmation. Words of appreciation. Praise God. When you do good, he's going to say, well done. Well done. Well done. Even if the world fails to applaud you down here, I want to tell you, heaven's going to applaud. Praise God. When you bring a sinner to the Lord, heaven's going to rejoice. There's going to be celebration. Let me tell you, don't give much value to the celebration that you can bring in this earth. It's not lasting, but give value to the celebration that's up in heaven. It's party all the time because it's a holy party praise god it's lasting praise god words of affirmation words of appreciation praise god do stuff that's gonna bring appreciation up there one day you and i will stand before the lord the bible says god will look at you and me and i want to be among them then the lord says well done, thou good and faithful servant. Praise God. When he pats my back, when he says well done, it really means something. It's not just empty, hollow words. Praise God.
Hallelujah. Praise God. Loving Jesus. Kind Jesus. Compassionate Jesus. Praise God. Merciful Jesus. Praise God. Did not stop from rebuking Peter. Praise God. Peter with all good intentions said, No, I ain't going to allow you to go up to the cross. Jesus looked at him and said, Satan, get behind me. Praise God. Amen. Every time, regardless of who you are, praise God when you stand in between what God wants to do. Praise God. Whether it's in your life, whether it's in your family's life, whether it's in someone's life, or whether it's in the life of church. Praise God. This is what Jesus has to say. Get behind me, Satan. Praise God. Jesus did not butter up Peter. Jesus did not sugarcoat anything. He looked at him and said, now it's not you speaking. Now you have become an instrument, a mouthpiece in Satan's hand. Praise God. We don't want to be a mouthpiece in Satan's hand. We don't want to be an instrument of unrighteousness. Our hands should only be used, praise God, to bring glory to his name. When we lift up holy hands, the Bible says men ought to lift up their holy hands. Uh, praise God. This hands cannot get involved in dirty things. This hands cannot write things which are not pleasing to God. Amen. Hallelujah. When we do so, we yield the members of our body as instruments of unrighteousness in the hands of the enemy. And Jesus was not afraid. To rebuke him. Praise God. Part of growth development is rebuking. Praise God. You know in the western world. We have a problem in rebuking people. Praise God. You know we have a problem. Because you rebuke someone for something wrong that they have done. You get people mustering around them. Lifting up placards. Talking again. Let me tell you. You are not doing any good for that person. You are bringing his life down. Praise God. When a person who is in authority rebukes a person, whether it is his father, it's his mother, or the one who is placed by God as a spiritual authority, let me tell you in Jesus' name, don't you stand in between and sugarcoat and butter that person. You are setting him up for his destruction. Praise God. This Bible tells us what is right, what is not right. How to get right and how to stay right. And amidst that, there is steps of rebuke in the Bible that is given. Praise God. The Bible allows people who are in spiritual authority to rebuke people when they do things which are wrong. Praise God. When you meddle into it, what happens is you stop the work of God. You stop the development, the process that God has placed in their life to get right with God. When a person does something wrong, the Bible says, go and talk to that person by yourself. Try to correct it. 
Nate doesn't work, get someone else to go with that, go with you to correct that person. Once you have done, given warning a couple of times, do you know how serious the word gets? The Bible says, hand him over to Satan. Have you ever read that verse? Have you ever read that verse? If not, go Google it and read that verse. Why? Because the Bible says so that his soul will not be destroyed. But when we start meddling into the affairs of God, not knowing the principles of God's word, you are aborting what God is doing. Do you know what aborting what God is doing means? I'll tell you. Have you ever seen the beautiful butterfly that flies? They look so beautiful. The patterns in them, the color in them, it's so beautiful. But there is a process how this butterfly comes out. It goes through a process. There is a stage when it's a larva. It's a cocoon. It has to stay. The incubation time, it has to stay within it. And it, it, it wriggles itself as the, as the cocoon opens, it wriggles itself out. And the wriggling process is such it, that it brings in strength to its legs, to its, to its wings. And the process makes this butterfly stronger so that finally when it breaks out, it's ready to fly and zoom. One day a young boy, a foolish young boy looked at this process and he said that I want to help this butterfly with good intention. But he was foolish because he didn't realize the principle or the process that God the creator has embedded in creation. He went and he got a scissor and he cut through the cocoon allowing the butterfly to come out before its time. It came out before its time, but it was maimed for life. It could never take off for the rest of its life. It had to crawl like a worm. When you and I meddle in the work of God without realizing what God wants to do in every person. When you want to override the authority that God has placed in a home, the authority that God has placed in the church, the authority of God's word. Let me put it this way. I always pray, Lord, let me not be more compassionate than Jesus. Let me not be more loving than Jesus. Jesus is the epitome of love. Jesus is the epitome of compassion. Jesus is the epitome of empathy. Jesus is the epitome of sympathy. Jesus is the epitome of kindness. My kindness, my love, my empathy, my sympathy has to stay within the framework of God's work. Otherwise, I meddle in the process that God has placed. Praise God. When I start meddling, I am telling God, God, I am more wiser than what you have written in your word. I have more wisdom than the process that you have instilled in the word of God. No, my wisdom is limited. My insight is limited. My foresight is limited. I can only see now, but God can see Tomorrow from today, 10 years from today, 50 years from today, and he is working on 
you and me, he wants to bring greatness that is instilled within me. He wants to bring it out. If that has to happen, you and I have to go through the process that God has placed for you and me. Simon, you are Simon. Praise God. Simon, son of Jonah, you are Simon. You are unstable, but I will make you Peter between that thou art and thou shalt is the work of God. Yield ourselves to the work of God that God will do a work in us, one. Number two, God will do a work for us. Number three, God will do a work through us. Number four, that I will not meddle in the work of God. Even when I don't understand the work of God, I will not become a hindrance and a stumbling block to what God wants to do in and through me. Shall we close our eyes? Praise God. Amen. Hallelujah. Do you see what he sees? Lord, help me to see what you see. Help me to see what you see, Lord. Amen. Help me to see myself as you see me. Help me to see others as you see, Father. Praise God. Oh, God, do a greater, wider, deeper work in me and for me. Father, I yield my life to you. As Paul puts it, after preaching to others, Father, we do not want to be disqualified for the press. So we buffet our bodies and subject it to you and to your word. Lord, we commit God's people into your hands. Everyone is precious. You have instilled greatness. A great God's great work is deposited within each and every one of us. Help us to identify it. Help us to unveil it. Help us to live it. Help us to do great things 